Talking Talent Podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for your time. If you're here, you're looking for information about youth players, about some of the most talented players uh, around the globe. And uh, that's what we're uh, fixing to do for you guys. Uh, this week we have uh, Louis Pacelli uh, back on the show and uh, and then we also have Kane Purnell. Uh, Luis is going to be doing a couple of uh, players from a couple of different places, and then Kane uh, Purnell will be doing. Uh, we'll be looking at three players who are are playing in the upcoming U16 slash U17 Asia Championship uh, for Australia. Uh, so if you want to know about what's uh, some about uh, some of the guys who will be on the Australian team. Uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, this is a good primer. Go back to uh, go back through the archives. Uh, Kane has actually broken down quite a few of the guys, so uh, that's a uh, good place to 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 go for more information. This, of course, is part of the uh, taking the charge Substack. Um, you you get uh, if you become a, a paid subscriber, you get the full archives of the Talking Talent Show, as well as the as well as the uh, Taking the Charge Prospects podcast, uh, where we do an in-depth interview with a young player around the globe. Um, yeah, so without further ado, I'll just let the, you know, like I say, I'm, I'm so valu- so thankful for your time. Uh, so just, uh, I don't want to take any more of it. Uh, I'm going to let the guys take over this. Uh, first, we're going to start off with Luis uh, Palacelli and then, uh, and then jump in with uh, Kane Purnell. So enjoy these guys, and we'll talk to you uh, next week. All right, so back on the Talking Talent podcast with me from Brazil, Luis Palacelli. Luis, welcome back. How are you feeling? Good. Ready to talk about uh, more prospects. Uh, excited for this one. Some interesting guys, not just from uh, South America, as I talked uh, in the previous editions, but it will be fun. Yeah, um, I give freedom to you guys to pick whoever you want uh, main thing is to you know whatever have a conviction you know believe in what you say you know and really be able to defend uh you'll give us reasons for what you think um first guy that we're going to start with is uh spanish player uh playing with uh, valencia uh it's a guy that uh yeah people have seen uh you know a little bit already a um, couple of uh Adidas Next Generation tournaments. Um, also uh, was at the uh, Under-19 World Cup last year uh, in, in Latvia. Uh, Milan Jimenez. Um, I think it was, I can't remember who, I can't remember who did the, who did the, the review, whatever, of, um, of uh, Lucas Mari from Valencia as well. A uh, very very similar build um, to uh, he, uh, to Jimenez. Uh, it's a guy who's you know been with them for quite a while, um, and uh, you know really worked his way up this season. He's actually um, I didn't realize I I knew I knew that he has played uh, some Euro Cup games. He played twelve Euro Cup games. Didn't play a lot. Played almost eight minutes. Um, but what I didn't realize is that he actually played um just as many games in in leb silver third division uh, as he did in the acb um i didn't think that um uh i, I thought he was further along in the uh, club maturation process i guess is kind of what we said um clearly showed that Leb Silver third division is no competition for him. Uh, had one game, uh, looks like it was probably an overtime game, uh, where he had 45 points, seven three pointers. Um, in those 18 games, he averaged uh 19, 19 points on, on 38% uh, three point uh shooting. Um, in the Spanish division, Spanish ACB, six points, uh, uh, 1.2 points in six minutes, just six minutes, uh, you know, super low, uh, super small sample size, five out of 11, uh, 45% three-point shooting. Um, maximum was 
He only played four games of double-digit minutes. Maximum was 28 against Andorra. Um, like we said, you know, it's been a guy who is, we've seen a lot, AJT. Um, so why don't you let us know what you think of uh, Milan Jimenez? Um, so, you know, Jimenez has been with Valencia for quite a while, as you said. Uh, fans, you know, he played the same amount of games in ACB and uh, Lab Silver, but, you know, the, he was really on the back of the rotation when he played with the first team. So, you know, better sample size in the Lab Silver, uh, despite being, you know, a lower level competition. Uh, the main thing with him, he's a very good shooter, uh, shot 38% on almost uh, 10 two-point attempts for 40 in lab silver, you know, great volume, uh, good uh, percentage there. I really like his shot. Uh, his release point is pretty high. He can shoot off the move pretty comfortably. He can shoot off the dribble and off the catch uh, well. He's always... The thing I really liked about his shooting, uh, since he can shoot off the bounce, uh, he was always punishing uh, defenses when they went under screens uh, in the Spanish third division. So it was really nice to see him uh, playing as a ball handler and uh, being uh, efficient in that role. And, you know, his base is a, a bit narrow, uh, his lower body. But he's always on balance, so I don't even think that's a problem. Uh, and his form is super consistent. So I really believe in shooting. The numbers are there. Uh, the volume is there. The mechanics are there. So everything about his shot I really like. And with the ball, uh, he had a good amount of on-ball reps with the second team. Uh, he wasn't the primary initiator. But he, I felt like he always had the green light to, you know, create when he felt like he could and put the ball on the floor and make some things happen. And he's a good, I really like his vision uh, for his size and his role. Uh, he's not a, he's clearly not a primary initiator or anything like that. Uh, not even on, you know, this lower level. Uh, he wasn't that. But he has a really good vision. He can see over the defense because he has wing size, of course. Uh, he makes passing reads pretty quickly. And, you know, he does make a lot of silly turnovers. You know, dribbling into his defender or just throwing passes that are uh, too risky and he shouldn't try. But overall, I like it. Just, you know, uh, normal young uh, players' problems, right? Uh, that's gonna be uh, fixed with time. His handle is okay, I would say. Uh, his, it's kind of loose sometimes, but, and he does turn the ball over uh, because of it. And he won't really be creating against a set defense, but uh, he has shown some flashes of self-creation and that, you know, make me trust on him to take a few dribbles, create some separation, and uh, maybe go for a drive or a shot uh, if the defense gives it to him. Um, uh, attacking the rim, uh, I feel like he's a bit too afraid of rim protectors. Uh, oftentimes, he gets both feet in his paint, but goes for a short jumper, a floater, or a baby hook instead of just attempting a proper layup. Uh, that uh isn't really what you want to do uh if you're trying to play you know the most efficient basketball possible uh obviously you know going for a layup or a dunk at the run would be more efficient and i feel like he could uh, have tried that a lot of times instead of doing those other things but another thing is that he tends to uh, go too much to his right hand uh, when the left is open. Uh, that uh, makes it even harder for him. He's not a terrific athlete, so the left hand finishing is a 
big point of improvement in my opinion. Um, and you know, uh, on the defensive side, um, he is pretty aggressive, uh, trying to force turnovers. He had uh, almost two steals in the lab silver 1.8, uh, which is a good number, of course. But I feel like he gambles a lot for those steals. Uh, sometimes he, you know, will just leave his man open to try to uh, get a steal, and it won't work. His man will get the ball, uh, and we'll get an open shot or an easy drive. Or, you know, overall, the defense needs work. Um, he gets a little lost sometimes in the rotations or just doesn't do the correct rotations. Of course, you know, he's super young and maybe uh, I'm being a little harsh on what I want from him on the defensive, of, on in terms of off-ball defense. Uh, but he needs to improve for sure if he's going to to want to play at uh, higher levels. And the on-ball defense, I think it's solid. Uh, he does a good job changing direction. He can stay in front of guards. Uh, he didn't face very physical wings in La Plata, so I don't know how uh, he'll deal with some stronger players because you could see sometimes uh, he would bounce off uh, stronger guys and when he gets uh, real minutes in ACB, he will be facing those type of guys uh, every day. So he will need to bulk up a little bit. But uh, again, that's not uh, something impossible for a young player. Yeah, I, I think... Um... Uh, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll come back to that in a second. Um, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, kind of not wanting to finish. Uh, in 120 minutes in 18 ACB games, 118 in uh, 120 minutes in in, eight, in 18 games, he had one free throw. Uh, in 92 minutes in 12 Euro Cup games, had six free throws. Um, and in the third division, Leb Silver, um, he had 63, uh, 63 free throws in 18 games, uh, but he had two games. So one was uh, eight of eight. That was the 45 point game. And then the next game, he was 12 of 14. Uh, you take away those two and the most he shot in a game was six free throws, averaged um, a shade over two and a half free throws per game so clearly and that in uh 38 no 30 minutes uh 30 minutes a game so clearly like you like you mentioned i mean you, you know you that's that's easy to see in the stats that you know just will not you know you mentioned you know you go to the rim and you you know take a layup or dunk or you force contact and seems to me that he doesn't necessarily want to uh it it it's it, um it, it can be, it can be, you know, it can be suggested uh, from the free throws. Um, I think Milan, I think Milan, I think Valencia are kind of at a, um, kind of at a crossroads right now with him, with him because, so he's going to turn, he's going to turn 20. He's 2002 born. He'll turn 20 uh, shortly before, shortly before the season, mid-September. Um, and, you know, there's a, good chance that Valencia will be in the EuroLeague. Um, and I think because he, like I said, he only played, uh, what did I say? I think he played only double digit uh, minutes uh, three, three times, is that right? no, four times, four times. Um, and you have to think, okay, well, Pradia, who's a year older than him, uh, was able to, you know, average 16 minutes, but he's a big and they needed him. Um, but I don't know what they're going to do with, with, with uh, Jimenez and they kind of need him to develop. So I, I really, I really don't know what they're going to do with him. I mean, are, are you, are you going to keep him and, you know, they're going to have to upgrade 
probably in the guards and wings anyhow, because they're going to be playing EuroLeague. And I don't know if those guys are necessarily good enough to withstand the grind. Uh, you know, they're going to have to add a little bit of depth and I just don't know how much they're going to be able to give him. Um, he'll play the entire season as a 20 year old, but I just don't know if that's the, if he's at the right stage of, of his career for that. What do you, what do you think about that? I don't know how relevant this is, but he has entered the 2022 draft. So maybe he's thinking about other options. Obviously, he won't be drafted. Uh, you know, unless something crazy happens, he won't be uh, going to the NBA right now. But um, I feel like there won't be uh, a lot more space next year for him. And even if there was more space, it's really... Uh, ready for it? Uh, that's uh, a big question. And you know, he obviously he brings the shooting, so he, you know, just because of his shooting and you know wing size, maybe uh, that's enough to have a small role on the team, just be shooting, uh, spot up shots, and you know, ha holding his own on defense. But yeah. I'm not sure how uh, how big of a part of Valencia's team he'll be next year. Yeah, a tough, tough decision. That's definitely something to keep an eye on uh, what happens to uh, him next year. Uh, next guy uh, is uh, Kai Brunka. And um, actually, you're, you're probably the, the furthest guy than my thought that I actually had taken him. Um, uh, and actually, I, I wish somebody had actually gone and talked to him early about him earlier because um, – uh, so he, you know, he had a pretty solid season actually, um, uh, at, at Medi Bayreuth. Uh, this was his second season with, with Bayreuth, uh, even got into, um, uh, uh, did some international stuff, you know, played, uh, played FIBA Europe cup. Um, and, you know, this is a guy who really was, was a, was a star, um, in the, in the youth categories for was like, was really one of their main leading guys. Um, and, uh, and, uh, never really was able to break through at Bamberg. He's, um, he's a, he's from basically from that area, Bayreuth, Weiden. It's all kind of right around there. Uh, Bamberg, Bayreuth, Weiden, it's all right next to each other kind of basically. So he's, he's basically still at home in the same area. Um, but with a club with much lower, uh, lower pressure, uh, you know, lower expectations, et cetera, um, uh, by right instead of, of Bamberg and, you know, ha fought through some, fought through some COVID this year. Uh, and, uh, but at times really played well, um, had, uh, had one, had one, two, three, four, five games with, with in double figure scoring, um, and uh, you know was was also uh, a big uh, a big force uh, at the defensive side. You know he's got good size, um, and uh, I don't want to take all of your thunder. I'm going to get, get a little handed over in a second. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a guy that I, I really think has a future and, and, and really needed to get out of Bumberg to kind of, you know, uh, a new start uh, somewhere else and, uh, but still sign still kind of at home. Um, and he's really blossomed. So, uh, your, your thoughts about Kai, Kai Brunka, who, uh, 2001, he will turn, uh, uh, turn 19. Is that right? No, he'll turn 21. He'll turn 21, uh, in a few, in a couple of months. Yeah, so I really liked uh, Runk because of, you know, he had a, let's say, small role under offense. He was uh, almost strictly an off-ball player. Um, but he me really made an impact uh, on the game. You could see that uh, easily. You know, first thing, his defense, I really liked it. Uh, he's very engaged. He doesn't always do the right thing, but you can always see the efforts is there. He's always trying to help. Uh, he's always doing, trying to do everything as quickly as possible. If, uh, you know, 
there is uh, a breakdown of the defense. He's right there at it, uh, trying to do something. Uh, he tends to be a bit prone because of his aggressiveness. Sometimes he'll go help, and he actually just runs over uh, the opposing player. But, you know, I think it's better that he does these than just, you know, look at the guy and just do nothing because huh, maybe I'll, I'll get a foul. So just let him get the basket. Uh, that's, uh, that's not what you want to see from a young player. Uh, fouls are, you know, common. Uh, he, I believe he should add some strength uh, to better defend uh, wings and deal with contact. But uh, this is the normal thing for everyone his age playing at a high level pro league. So uh, not a big of a deal. Uh, in terms of the positions I think he can guard, I think he probably can guard most uh, guards and probably trees uh, at a decent level. Uh, he has the size to guard even, you know, forwards. Uh, but he doesn't really have the strength right now to deal with them uh, constantly. So if he can, you know, maybe he's a three, four position defender with very good instincts as an off-ball uh, defender. So uh, I really like him there. Uh, on offense, he's not really a playmaker. He's an off-ball player. He only makes the simple passes. There is no advanced reads, basically. But And I really don't like his handle a lot because he can't do much with it. But the shooting is there, and it's what uh, really uh, brings value to his game offensively. And he shot, let me get the exact number, he shot 36% in the German BBL, uh, 43% in the Europe Cup, so, you know, very good numbers. Uh, and you no, know, on a reasonably good volume. Uh, it's not like he was getting uh, 10 to 15 trees a game, but uh, he was always taking them when he was uh, had a chance and it was effective. His shooting mechanic is pretty quick. Uh, he doesn't need a lot of space to get his shot off, which was something that I was pretty impressed. Uh, he's not the best at getting that space by himself. So, you know, the fact he can get it off without uh, needing to create that much separation is pretty good. His range is also very good. Uh, you know, you could see him trying uh, treats from a step or so behind the three-point line, and he was comfortable with it, uh, stuck to his mechanics, as you'd like to see. Uh, he's also a very good cutter. That's something I liked about his game. He's not really explosive or, you know, a big-time athlete, but he knows when to cut, when to stay on the three-point line and provide uh, spacing for other guys. And he got some easy baskets because of always being uh, positioned that way in the season. A lot of his uh, points happen because he knows uh, where to be and when to be. Uh, so that was uh, a big uh, help to his game. Uh, uh, the post, there is a, some post game uh, on him too. Uh, he is pretty big. So when he got a smaller player on him, he sometimes went to the post and, you know, went to the basket or shot some turnarounds, which I kind of liked. Uh, it's not like he's, they're going to set, make set plays for him to get the ball in the post and do stuff from there. But, uh, you know, always good to be able to exploit uh, mismatches. Another thing I liked, he played uh, sometime on the four and he was used as a pick and pop guy a couple of times, and that's uh, an interesting skill for him to have. Uh, so, you know, his biggest selling point is that he's a 6'7", 6'8", wing, 
he can shoot, cut off ball, uh, and is a positive defender. So, you know, playing a small role for a good team uh, should be easy for him because of those skills. One thing to watch with him for next season is um, where he's at. Um, and if he stays, I don't know if he's going to stay at Bayreuth or not. Bayreuth, uh, just uh, this offseason, um, they didn't, uh, they didn't uh, extend with uh, Raul Corner. Uh, actually, I think they did sign. I think they did actually announce their new coach. I want to say it was... Um, maybe an assistant with Ludwigsburg or maybe his assistant. I can't remember. But um, so it will be a different coach than uh, than he's had. And he's been with, with Bayreuth now. That was his second season. So just one thing to watch uh, if it is a new coach, maybe as a bigger role, maybe as a smaller role. I mean, he did play, last thing on him, uh, he did play uh, 16 and a half minutes in the, um, uh, in the BBL this season. Uh, and he... Uh, he'll turn 20. I think I already said this. He'll turn 21 during the, uh, during the summer. All right. Last guy is, um, you know, kind of a guy that I feel is um, kind of looking for what he wants to do. And I don't know, just hasn't been able to figure out what he wants to do and where he wants to be. Uh, etc. Uh, Felipe Mota, um, son of a scout, right? Yeah, the bug scout, all the more. Yeah, um, 2003 born uh, was so I guess he was born in Italy and and then went to the Global Academy in NBA Global Academy um, down in in Australia, came back to Italy. Uh, sort of popped up at uh, Stella Azura, played ANGT with them, uh, played a couple games briefly with uh, Brindisi in the first division, uh, was at Denver uh, College, uh, Denver University last season, um, uh, and uh, also played then in the in the um, in the in the uh, Brazilian. Uh, top division NBB with uh, Forta Fortezelas, right? Uh, Fortalezela. Yeah. Fortalezela. Uh, we did see him on the on the on the, nas- on the national team level. Uh, one time he played at the under sixteen FIBA Americas, two thousand nineteen, and uh, you know played a pretty solid role. Um, uh, pretty pretty decent. Uh, did only shoot twenty six percent from three point range. Um, so it's still super young, obviously, uh, you know, only turned 19, uh, uh, a few weeks ago. Um, but you know, bounced around Italy, uh, Italy, uh, Italy, Australia, back to Italy to the U S really shortly. And now back to Brazil. Uh, so your thoughts on, uh, on Philippe Mimota. Yeah. You know, Sometimes you think about what path I'm, am I going to take, you know, college, uh, Europe, South America, where he's from, and he just decided to take them all. <laughs> yeah, plus, plus yeah. Australia, plus Australia, the Global Academy. Plus the, Australia, yeah. You know, the, he was the actually... Academy, the NBA Academies, you know, obviously that's the headquarters, you know, the, or the big one, so. Yeah, uh, he was actually the first European and the first Brazilian to play in the Global Academy. <laughs> he kind of, <laughs> he got everything he could um he actually played the south american under 15 with brazil uh two and was the mvp of the competition in right. 2018 right which right. was right. the first big tournament the qualifying uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah um you know uh there has been a lot of teams you know a lot of different situations with him uh the first time i really watched him and, you know, interested, got interested in him, was in the Global Academy. Uh, the shot was what really uh, drew my attention. Uh, his form is really pretty and very consistent. Uh, it works both uh, of the dribble, of movement, of the catch, on a stationary uh, situation. 
it wasn't great uh, here in Brazil, which was his last uh, uh, team, uh, Fortaleza. He only shot 32% from three, but that's done under 30 attempts and just 12 games. So mm, I do believe he's a much better shooter than that. I think he could be uh, on a larger sample size, he could be like a 37, 38% guy. Uh, and really uh, bring a lot of value uh, that way. His shooting mechanics are super quick. He shows some flashes of creating his own shot. It's pretty rare and uh, not a role uh, designed for him, but he can uh, take a few dribbles, uh, you know, sidestep or step back and shoot it. Uh, it's not a problem uh, if he gets the separation. Uh, which doesn't always happen, of course. Um, but I would like to see him on a on a bigger season, uh, putting up those no numbers and um, proving how good of a shooter he is. Uh, one thing I really liked is he holds up very well physically. Uh, he just turned 18, 19. He played most of the season, if not the entire season, at 18. And he was, you know, at a very good uh, level in terms of strength. Uh, he never got uh, bullied by guys, not even, you know, some bigs when he was switched. He got the switch on. Uh, and he used a lot of contact in the, on drives. And on defense, he likes to, you know, make, make his uh, presence felt. I do think that might have something to do with the uh, Global Academy time because that's a period he grew a lot. And, you know, uh, sometimes uh, the European basketball is not the best to prepare uh, players uh, uh, physically compared to the US, for example. So, Maybe that's uh, something positive for him on those many uh, changes of situation. Uh, he moves pretty well. He's pretty fluid, moves north, south, and east, west, but he's not explosively, uh, nor horizontally, nor uh, vertically. Uh, he can jump, but you know he won't be dunking on anybody. Uh, he won't be leaving his man behind uh, just because of his first step. And he's basically just a street lighting driver. His handle really needs to improve, shifting direction and staying control when there's pressure are big points for him uh, to be a more dynamic uh, on-ball player. And he kind of counters that by using pump fakes and you know using the right angle to attack closeouts and putting his body uh against his man but he getting uh the handle uh improved is still uh something important uh as a passer uh he makes good reads and he can choke some one-handed passes that are pretty impressive he operated the pick and roll sometimes and uh did a good job but he also misses some simple passes sometimes or just make some dumb turnovers. Uh, so the good and the bad are are there. Uh, he had a 0.6 assist to turnover ratio, which is not what you want to see. Uh, and uh, on the defensive end, I think it's solid. He can guard um, two, threes, and some fours. Uh, he won't lock down uh, opponents, but you know, being a good defender. Uh, on maybe two or three positions is already a very positive thing. Off ball, he's okay. He's inconsistent, but uh, not bad, not you know terrible. And that's the that's that's him. Uh, he's kind of stuck, in my opinion. Uh, an issue is that he's kind of stuck between an off ball wing and a skilled guy uh, that should handle the ball. I'm not sure what his role is. Of course, he played uh, just a few games with in Brazil. 
So I don't know what Chesbrough will be next year. Um, but, you know, being one thing or the other, uh, choosing what he is would be, would help. Yeah. And I mean, also just giving him a little bit of stability as well, you know, or a place where he can actually go and develop and, you know, go through and actually, um, you know, yeah, develop. I mean, really in one spot, people can look at him and, and, and kind of, you know, you know, grow with him a little bit. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. So like we said, he's, he's, he just turned uh, 19. So he'll play almost the entire next season as a, as a 19 year old, uh, will only turn 20, uh, beginning of April next year. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Luis, why don't you, uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, read your words, et cetera, and then we'll get our way. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at uh, BBALL underline Polizelli. Uh, that's basketball, you know, contracted uh, Polizelli. Um, that's it. All right. Fantastic. Um, and I believe, mm, wait, no, we are talking next week, but I don't know if it's for next week's show, right? No, wait, no, it is for. Um, it's for next week's show, right? Or is it for two weeks? Uh, we will be talking. Night, we'll be talking, and it'll be for um, it'll be about the FIBA Under 18 Americas Championship, uh, which is coming up. We will have the first teams for the uh, for the FIBA Under 19 Basketball World Cup 2023. First four teams, well, I guess, besides the host. Uh, first four teams will be known uh, in a couple of weeks and pretty, I mean, super excited to, um, to see this. And we're going to uh, break down. I don't know how much of the America, how much, uh, I don't know how much of the um, USA Canada will break down. We're, uh, we're going to talk with uh, Ignacio Rosotto as well, the three of us. And we're going to break down definitely the central and the central basket and South America teams. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, and uh, so, uh, take care and uh, we'll talk to you then. All right. Back on the talking talent show uh, with me from Australia, Kane Purnell. Kane, um, how are you doing? It's uh, been a while. Yeah. I'm good to be back on and uh, thanks for having me back on. David. Yeah. 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 Um, you as part of uh, Asia, um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what's the Australian? I can't remember. I think the 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 cadets are the Crocs, right? I think it's the Crocs. Yeah. Yeah. The emus are the, the emus are the are the juniors, and of course the boomers. But it's the Crocs. I thought that was kind of cool. It's one of the few one of the few um, countries outside of Africa that. Uh, I guess you have the tall blacks. Uh, yeah, the tall blacks and that kind of name their national teams. It's, you know, some of the African names are fantastic. Um, but uh, so the Crocs and, and, and actually the, oh man, I forgot the dates. It's coming up, right? It's, uh, I want to say, I want to say the 6th of June. Is that right? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I think maybe that should be on that announcement there. I don't know. It's the 12th. Uh, no, yeah. 12th to 19th of June is the, uh is the u16 it's actually under 17 now um uh, uh age championship which obviously four spots go to uh the uh the uh, u17 world cup and so you are actually going to look at we've actually looked at a couple of teams uh, a couple of guys from that team uh the the team has been announced um one two three one two three four Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ah, so it was announced as twelve, even. Um, and you actually talked already a couple about a couple of those guys, Josh Dent, uh, Colin Briggs, Josh Hughes, right? You said, yeah, yeah, Ro Hughes, yeah. Roman Sialepa, uh, Rocco Sikarski, um, and we're getting three more that will be playing at the tournament and. Uh, obviously, um, totally expected to finish in the top four and uh, reach the World Cup, which would mean we will see them in Spain in a couple of uh, in yeah a few weeks. I'd say let's say, um, and let's start with uh, 
Kai Savage, uh, 2005 born, July, late July. Um, and he was one of the uh, leaders of the Tasmania team um, at the under 18 championship uh, in uh, in Australia that you talked about, uh, you've been talking about actually a couple of times. And uh, I believe he was the leading scorer of the tournament, right? Yeah, pretty sure he was, yeah. Yeah, um, putting up 23, 20, almost 24 points a game, uh, shooting thir- uh, 38% from three-point range. And um, uh, so why don't you tell us what you have on the on the point guard, uh, on the guard from uh, guard from Tasmania? Yeah, so Savage, um, you say he's a point guard. He, he is a point guard, um, more of a score-first point guard. Um uh, he's, you know, rather small though. Um, he's only about six one. Um, you know, thin frame. Um, but he uh, kind of really just sets himself apart with his athleticism. Um, you know, really quick twitch athlete. Um, just from a standstill, can blow by guys. Um, you know, uh, around the room. Um, you know, prefers to jump off two feet, but um, very very bouncy. Um, gets up around the rim, finishes around the rim. Um, so yeah, so like he, he, he does handle the ball, um, you know, probably right up there as the most on that team that, um, that Tasmanian team there. Um, but definitely not a traditional guard, um, definitely more of a score first guard. Um, so, you know, when he's handing the ball, um, his first thought is to get to the rim. Um, and just with his explosiveness, um, you know, his athleticism getting downhill, it's really hard for the defenders to stay in front of him. Um, he's got a really good uh, right-to-left crossover, comes and gets to the rim. Um, if he gets, you know, into the restricted area, gets two feet into there, um, you know, to, to let himself get up off those two feet because he does need a two-footed jump compared to a one-footed, um, which would be quicker. So that does slow him down. Um, you know, that could hold him back a little bit, you know, with his size as well. Um, but he is very strong finishing around the, the rim when he does get the chance, um, contorts his body well. Um, you know, kind of just a player that just elevates, um, just straight up. Um, uh, what I really like about him is, you know, his favorite thing is to get to the rim, finish around the rim. Um, but he's got a really strong, um, mid range game, uh, in between game as well. Um, so you know, you can't just, you know, if you get beat by him at the rim, just someone rotate, rotate it over, meet him at the rim, um, because he will punish you from that uh, in between area. Um, he's got a really solid floater. Um, uh, and then, you know, when he gets into the mid-range area, um, just the, you know, from a jump stop, he gets up into his um, into his shot, um, rise up really high on his jump shot, actually. Um, he's comfortable hitting shots, um, you know, just pull-ups, um, fading away, um, very comfortable hitting off-balance shots. Um, you know, so yeah, he does shoot them at a rather high percentage, um, you know, definitely a good shooter from mid-range. Um, from deep, um, he's um, not – I mean, he shot the ball well. Um, he did shoot the ball very well. But I wouldn't say he's the same level as a, of a shooter um, as he is from the mid-range. Um, he prefers to shoot the ball off the catch, um, definitely more comfortable off the catch than off the dribble. Um, I don't have the numbers like to, to split it up, but – um, if he gets his time, you know, to set his feet, um, then you, that's the shots he likes taking. You don't really see him actually taking a whole lot off the dribble, which is kind of interesting. Um, I think a lot of it is just his mentality a little bit. Um, you know, after he beats his man, after he comes off screen, he wants to get downhill. Um, so I think maybe going forward when he's playing against, you know, some, some better bigs that hedge a bit better or, you know, or when he realizes when they're playing drop coverage and they can, pick him up a bit better and they can move a bit better with him that he's got to add that shot, um, you know, off the dribble, come around the screen, that kind of thing. Um, I do think it is coming for him um, just with how good he is from the mid range, um, you know, very nice touch um, and already like he's a solid shooter off the catch from deep. So, you know, just adding that muscle, getting the reps in, um, you know, that could be, you know, really something that'll really help him. Um, uh, so I do think, um, like I said before, he's more of a score first guy. And I think his passing is a bit limited. Um, just his vision um, for him, it is, you know, he wants to score the ball. And 
you know, some teams need that. Um, he did a great job, obviously, led his team in scoring, led the competition in scoring. Um, but I think he's going to need to get a bit better at identifying, you know, when to kick out. Um, with his size, you know, just can't keep taking on all the bigs. Um, so, you know, dropping the ball off a bit more, um, kicking out to open shooters a little bit more. Um, I think, you know, at the under-17 World Cup coming against, you know, some some of the bigger teams there, that's probably something you're going to see him doing. Um, on the defensive end, um, I think a little bit of it is just his large uh, workload on the offensive end um, that he kind of, um, uh, you know, doesn't try as hard as you'd like to see him. Um, he's got the tools, um, you know, very strong in his quads, um, you know, to, to get low, to slide his feet with people, but he's too upright um, for my for me um, and, you know, doesn't really, you know, get around the screens as well, kind of, um, you know, just hits them, tries to get around them, um, relies on switches a little bit much. Um, so if that's something you can pick up on, um, I think, you know, in the future, that'd be um, very, very good for him if you can improve there. So all three of these guys that you're going to talk about are playing at the under 16 slash under 17 and, and then, you know, well, would then be playing a couple of weeks given um, or, you know, whatever qualifier that, that they qualify for in the under, uh, under 17 World Cup. Uh, I don't know if you want to do it now or, or after each one, uh, just after, after the third one kind of talk about in general, uh, all three of them. Um, do you have any idea maybe what kind of role he'll have on, on this team? Uh, again, I don't know if you want to, if you want to address that now on, uh, on Kai and then after each of the other two, or, or kind of just talk about the, all three of them at the end, which one, which way do you want to do it? Um, I can just talk about him after I go. Um, so with Savage, um, uh, he'll be the best guard scorer on the team. Um, you know, the other guards, they're um, better passes than him, I would say. So um, his scoring will be needed, but I'm just not sure um, with his height if they're going to be able to get away with keeping him having on the court. him. What's that, sorry? Keeping him on the court defensively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the the main problem. Um, just his explosiveness, you know, he's gonna they're probably gonna need him. Um, just with how well he did score the ball. Mm. Um, but they do have some bigger guards that also score first, so it's gonna be kind of interesting. There's a lot of um, a lot of competition for those guard spots. Okay. Um. Then let's move to next guy, more of a swingman. Um. It's uh, Lachlan Brewer. Uh, actually, his teammate there, uh, Kai's teammate with Tas Tasmania, um, and um, other than one game, uh, actually other than two games, had a double double, um, and some pretty nice double doubles too. Had a, at the under eighteen uh, nationals, um, had twenty six and fifteen plus seven assists, um, and then also had a game with twenty two and fifteen. Um, <laughs> in the Queensland South, that was I don't know if was that the semifinals then, or was that just the last game of the group? Did he did he go one of fifteen at three pointers? Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Wow, crazy. Okay, um, so that's um, uh, so that is uh, what I have on uh, on Lachlan Brewer, who has already turned seventeen. Uh, so why don't you let us know what you have on him? Yeah, so Brewer. Um... You know, as you can kind of tell by the stats, a bit bigger than Savage, um, more of a wing, um, about 6'6 six, six or so. Um, you know, he's a, you know, I'm sure you heard by that, one in 15 from three, um, he likes to shoot the ball. Um, but he is actually a good shot maker. Um, you know, I'm just going to add this in. At those tournaments, um, you know, you'll see players like him shooting a lot of shots um, and almost everyone has a game or two where they just miss everything. So what they do, they have, you know, eight days straight of games. There's no, um, there's no breaks at, for any days like they have at the FIBA events. Um, it's just straight games, um, you know, sometimes two games a day. So by the end of the tournament, they're playing, you know, nine games in eight days or something like that. So by the end of the tournament, which is, you know, that game, it was one of the second last games or something like that. There's a lot of tired legs. Um, and, you no, know, I think that did play a pretty big impact in him going one of 15 or whatever he was from three. Um, I do think he's a better shooter than that. 
Um, he's much better shooter from mid range. Um, he's more of like a confidence player. Um, you know, he gets the ball close to the rim, gets some shots going in. Uh, and then you slowly see him work his way back, just, you know, gets more confidence, hits some more shots, extends out um, beyond the arc, hits some shots from there. Um, so he's at his best um, on the wing when he's getting, um, getting going against some small players. Um, he uses his size really well. I really like the way um, he releases the ball. So he releases it above his head. Um, you know, it's hard for them to contest his shot just with the release point of his shot. Um, he's not the quickest, though. Um, he has made some improvements um, over the past year or so, um, you know, trying to beat guys off the dribble, but he is still um, at his best when someone is created for him um, and he can attack off, you know, secondary actions, you know, attack closeouts, um, mismatches, that, that kind of thing. Um, so he, you know, uh, you know, he'll kind of bully guys, get into his spot around the mid-range. Um, you know, if he's just kind of getting his feet to touch the paint um, and he just, you know, turns and rises up or, you know, um, jumps up, rise up, that kind of thing, um, he's excels at those shots um, really close to the rim, does not miss many of them. Um, that's when he's extending it out, um, you know, from deep, you know, he'll miss a few more. Um, if he's shooting off the dribble, um, but he is able to shoot off the dribble from deep, um, which is something pretty rare for someone of his um, age, especially a player over here. You don't see it very often. Um, uh, he uses his length. Um, so like I said before, he's not the best athlete. Um, he instead prefers to use his length um, and extends out, um, you know, coming off screens, um, rolling, uh, curling to the rim. Um, extending around guys. Um, he's pretty solid at that. Um, uh, I, do, I do like his passing ability. You said before he had seven assists one game. Um, he had like uh, quite a few multiple assist games. Um, uh, so he's a great rebounder, um, loves to rebound the ball um, and, you know, he throws some great outlet passes. Um, that really helps his assist numbers. Just some easy offense like that. Um, finds his outlet guys really well, just chess passes, um, full court kind of stuff. Um, you know, just an overall smart passer in the half court, um, you know, he won't beat everyone off the dribble, but if he does get walled off, um, you know, takes a retreat dribble, um, finds cutter, um, finds an open shooter if someone steps up. Um, I do find him, you know, every now and then, um, if he does turn his back, you know, goes to a half spin, um, and goes to rise up and take a shot, he is quite good at dropping the ball off to a big um, it can get him in some trouble every now and then, leaving his feet and trying to make a pass. Um, but, you know, for him, it's you know, been, been working pretty well. Um, on the defensive end, um, he actually holds up pretty well, um, despite his athletic uh, limitations a bit. Um, you know, his length gets him by, um, especially against the Australian players um, at these tournaments. Um, he does stick with his man. Um, usually he's pretty heads up defensively away from the ball. Um, comes up with quite a few steals, um, just, you know, jumping passing lanes and just keeping his eyes up and getting out and um, getting his hands on the ball. Um, so for him at the under-17 level um, on this team, um, he's going to have to be very valuable on that team um, just with his size on the wing. Um, they don't really have too many wings. Um, so his, you know, shot-making on the wing um, – they're really, really going to need that, especially him to be spacing the floor um, and, you know, just attacking closeouts. Um, just, yeah, so that he's going to be really important, I believe, for this under-17 team. Um, okay. And last guy is uh, Christian Fer um, Fernato. Uh, he was on the Victoria team. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Carlin Briggs was the was he the only other guy that you've talked about that was on that team? Yes, I think so. Yeah, um, and Briggs is obviously also on the uh, on the uh, the twelve men for the uh, for the Oz, for the uh, for the Australians at the at these tournaments coming up. Um, he played a uh, actually scored more, did more than uh, than than Briggs. Uh, was a bigger part of the of the of the team. Um, had a yeah decent 
uh, I mean, it was more than, you know, 3.3 to 2.7 assist turnover ratio, 32% uh, shooting on three-point range. Uh, again, okay, it's only it was only two, four, six games, obviously super, super, super small uh, sample size, uh, but also like Savage, not the biggest of guards. Um, so what do you have on uh, Christian Farinato? Yeah, so Farinato, um, like you said, he's another small guard. Um, the difference between him and Savage, though, um, Farinato definitely comes from like an Australian rules background. Um, uh, just his frame, way more solid, um, a lot more muscle on it. Um, so, you know, it's just he's completely different, um, especially on the defensive end to Savage. Um, Farinato, you know, he's not very explosive. Um, you know, he's more of a, like a, that will get up into you, um, bumps you around, loves the physicality. Um, so he's a player on the defensive end. You know, he's going to pick guys up full court. Um, he's going to, you know, get into him. He's going to annoy him. Um, just staying around the ball, um, using his hands, um, moving his feet. Um, you know, he's got really, really strong. Like He's got a strong upper body, but his lower body is incredibly strong as well. Uh, he's going to be able to take bumps from the ball handler, um, just try and beat them to the spot. Um, you know, trying to, you know, eight seconds, trying to just pick people up like that when they're, you know, making it hard to bring the ball up. Um, so he actually had an injury in that um, under-18s tournament. Um, it was a pretty bad rolled ankle from what I saw. Um, he was walking around in a boot there for a couple of days, so that's why he didn't play as many games as the others. Um, I'm actually pretty surprised that he ended up coming back out and playing again from after seeing that, because, you know, he was walking around in a moon boot one day and then the next day he's playing again, which is pretty strange. But um, yeah, no, I guess it's worked out. He's made the uh, under-17s team. Um, uh, on the offensive end, you know, he's kind of limited to being more of a point guard just with his size. Um, and, uh, you know, he doesn't really blow you away with his explosiveness. So he relies more on screens. Um, uh, you said the assist to turnover ratio. Um, he is actually a very good passer as a live dribble passer, um, especially right-handed. Um, he can throw over the head or across his body passes, loves picking at the left corner. Um, but, you know, if he does this a few more times a game, um, the defenders start to pick up on it. You know, if the weak side defender is paying attention, they can start to pick up those passes. Um, but overall... Um, the just the power he's throwing on these passes. Um, if he does see someone um, sagging off them in the corner, um, he just whips these passes around. Um, really impressive with that. Um, you know, just I love to see the creativity that he has, even if it does result in some turnovers. Um, you know, just uh, on the offensive end, um, doesn't really, I'd say, excel as a scorer. Um, you know, he's a tough player. He's going to get points, you know, through scrapping and, you know, he'll get to the rim. Um, you know, his body's useful to, um, you know, bump guys off and finish around the rim here and there. Um, but something I thought was kind of interesting with him is because I didn't get to see a whole lot of him just with his injury and, you know, played limited minutes sometimes. But um, he could have just random flashes of every now and then, um, you know, like just, on a switch, he's got a big man. Instead of taking him to the rim, um, you know, he'll between his legs, um, you know, get get a rhythm dribble going, and then just hit a massive three in a you know a big man's face. So he's kind of a player that's just um, incredibly fearless, um, I would say. Um, you know, and when these these flashes of skill, if they do catch up to him, uh, catch up, you know, with how um, how brave he is, um, especially in the defensive end. You've got a really exciting player. Um, I mean, just with the level of passing he's doing right now, um, if that continues to develop, that's pretty rare to find. Um, I do wish he was a bit taller. I mean, on the defensive end, like I said, he's really good at the point of attack, um, but away from the ball. Um, if he's not coming over and, you know, doing a quick double or something like that, just, you know, making a play on the ball, um, you know, he's not all that valuable um, to be protecting around the room just because of his size. Um, you know, he does draw some charges, um, puts his body on the line. Um, you know, so coaches, they, they are going to love him. I'm sure he'll find some minutes um, just with, you know, how, how well he can run a team at times um, as a point guard. 
And then also just um, his effort on the defensive end. I'm sure he's going to get some minutes at the guard spot there. But again, it's going to be, um, you know, he's going to have to be playing alongside certain players just from a size um, standpoint. I don't imagine they're going to be going two six-foot guards all the time. Yeah, exactly. um, team. What was that, sorry? I said exactly. You, can, you can't put two, yeah. six, two six. I mean, okay, you can get away with, you can probably get away with it in Asia, but not at the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, get to your Philippines. I don't even know what the Japanese team, I know they, they'll probably have some mixed race guys. And so they might, you know, especially if those are at the guards, where if you have like a athletic uh, half American six, four, um, and then a six, three uh, Japanese guard that might not even work there, but America uh, at the, uh, at the uh, under 17 world cup, you can't put, you can get you like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know if you can hide. I mean, against the USA, you won't be able to, you know, uh, even really have one uh, for extended minutes, much less two. No, no, that's yeah, that's going to be the problem. Um, just the the size for the guards. I mean, you know, even New Zealand, um, they've got you know a great guy, a great guard. He's about six four or so, so he's gonna six three, six four. Even he'll be hunting them down. So yeah, and the rest of the and the rest of the guards on that team. Um, so those two are the smaller two, um, dense about six, three, six, okay. yeah, about six, three. So he's going to be fine. I'd say most of the time, um, Briggs is taller, but he's really skinny. Um, and Devers is about six, four or so. So it is going to be harder for those two, I'd say. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Well, maybe maybe your your thoughts in general about this uh, about this team. I mean, uh, we've talked uh, about a lot of the guys in general, um, and uh, you know, we we mentioned uh, what's his name, Sikarski. Is that was it? Yes, Sikarski. Yeah, Sikarski. Yeah, you know, obviously with great size. Um, what do you what do you think about this team in, in general? Um, I'm a little bit. Um... Uh, not as optimistic as I was before the tournament. Um, I was a little bit disappointed by some of the players um, just kind of showing a lack of consistency from game to game. Um, I think they're going to be solid. You know, the front court's going to have size. Um, the guards are all, you know, great fundamentally, um, you know, but um, I think, you know, they're going to lack a little bit of scoring um, at times. Um, I think they'll be a solid team. Um, I'm not expecting a whole lot though from them do you as far as medals i mean do you do you see them do you see them um you see them not winning asia no i think i think they win asia yeah i can't imagine them not no i can't i can't imagine them not winning and just so if you have like if you have a big long country like if China, China's there, right? They have to be there. They can't not be there. Do you know if the China's there or not? No, I'm not sure. They gotta be there. So let's see if I can get this. How are they calling it? This this whole screwy thing with the uh, that's probably uh, it might even work. Um, because yeah so like japan like we said with those with those mixed race guys they might be kind of long athletic wow china's not there holy cow china's not at the asia championship well that's one that's one so that means that that gives philippine better chance of getting there like uh, get to the world cup korea iran China's not there even. All right. Uh, King, why don't you, uh, let's finish there then. Um, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, read your words, et cetera, and then we'll get on our way. Yes. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at Kane underscore Pernell. Um, you can find my work on ID prospects. All right. Fantastic. Um, actually, what do we, if we do, so would we say 12, right? 12 to 19 uh, is the uh, competition. Yeah. So actually, no, nah, I guess next time we will still we won't be we won't be quite there yet. Next time we talk, okay. but uh, but really darn close. I this, you know, every you know we're all we're all excited about uh, uh, NGT and and uh, but you know these these youth championships are right on the corner. I mean, next week is next week is BWB uh, uh, Europe. We just had BWB Americas. Uh, we have 
uh, under 18 America's coming up soon as well. So it's, you know, national team season has, has, you know, just about started and then it goes through the whole summer. So we can't really, can't really can't wait. Uh, Kane, thanks a lot. And uh, we'll talk to you in two weeks. Uh, thank you.